minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
JM in the AM. Good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world in the web, JM in the AM.org. I have a feeling there are a lot of people listening to uh, at least two, if not three radio stations this morning on their way back from the Catskill region to the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, I thank you for doing so. A lot of people starting with the Catskill station at some point, switching to the Rockland County station, and of course, at some point, switching to our flagship at 91.1 FM. Uh, I want to welcome those of you who are listening on the NSN app, and uh, a big welcome to those of you who are tuned in around the world on your desktop computers and on your iPad and iPod and iPhone, whatever the ca- and your Android phone, whatever the case may be. A lot of people make sure to tune in, and we thank you for that. Uh, Mendy Werdiger had the bass Hamikdash medley. You heard the Lachaim Choir with Avharachamim, Noah Solomon, and Sean Altman with that two-part Havdalah off of Shabbos a cappella. Sheer Soul with Imesh Gachech. Mayor Sherman, that's our Monday morning theme song, Masecha Hashem, and from Regesh. Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. JM in the AM. What can I tell you? At some point yesterday, the news started uh, reporting that negotiators at the Iran nuclear talks plan to announce Monday, that's today, that they've reached a historic deal capping nearly a decade of diplomacy that would curb the country's atomic program in return for sanctions relief. This, according to two diplomats who uh, told this to the uh, Associated Press on Sunday. The envoys said a provisional agreement may be reached even earlier, by late Sunday, but they cautioned that final details of the pact were still being worked out. Once complete, a formal final agreement would be open to review by officials in the capitals of Iran and the six world powers at the talks. Senior U.S. and Iranian officials suggested, however, there might not be enough time to reach a deal by the end of Sunday and that the drafting of documents could bleed into Monday. All of the officials who are at the talks in Vienna demanded anonymity because they weren't authorized to discuss the negotiations publicly. We are working hard, but a deal tonight is simply logistically impossible, the Iranian officials said noting that the agreement will run roughly 100 pages. The senior U.S. official declined to speculate as to the timing of any agreement or announcement, but said, quote, major issues remain to be resolved. Despite the caution, the negotiators appeared to be on the cusp of an agreement. U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry, who Thursday had threatened to walk away from the negotiations, said Sunday that, quote, a few tough things remain in the way, but added, quote, we're getting to some real decisions. En route to Mass at Vienna's Gothic St. Stephen's Cathedral, Kerry said twice he was hopeful after a very good meeting Saturday with Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Zarif, who had Muslim services Friday. The two met again early Saturday evening. The French foreign minister was also cautiously optimistic, telling reporters, I hope that we are finally entering the last phase of this negotiation. 
In Iran, President Rouhani said an agreement was close but not quite done, describing the negotiations as still steps away from reaching the intended peak. In another sign that a deal could soon be sealed, Russian news agencies reported that the Russian foreign minister had arrived in Vienna. Chinese foreign minister was expected later in the day. The other foreign ministers of the six nations negotiating with Iran already are in the Austrian capital and in position to join Kerry and Zarif for an announcement. Movement toward a deal has been marked by years of tough negotiations. The pact is meant to impose long-term, verifiable limits on nuclear programs that Tehran could modify to produce weapons. Iran, in return, would get tens of billions of dollars in sanctions relief. The current round of nuclear talks is now in its 16th day, has been extended three times since the first deadline of June 30th. The mood among negotiators had turned more somber each time a new target was set. As the weekend approached, Kerry declared the talks couldn't go on indefinitely and warned that the U.S. could walk away from the negotiations. Diplomats familiar with the talks said most of the nuts and bolts of implementing the deal have been agreed upon, but over the past week, issues that were previously on the back burner have led to new disputes. Among them is Iran's demand for a lifting of a U.N. arms embargo and its insistence that any U.N. Security Council resolution approving the nuclear deal be written in a way that stops describing Iran's nuclear activities as illegal. A diplomat familiar with the negotiations said disagreements also persist in how long some of the restrictions on imports of nuclear technology and other embargoes outlined in any new Security Council resolution will last. The diplomat, who demanded anonymity because the diplomat wasn't allowed to discuss the confidential talks, said restrictions will last for years, not months. Meanwhile, Iranians were preparing to celebrate in the event of an agreement. Iran's semi-official ISNA news agency reported that the deputy police chief, Brigadier General Saeed Montazar al-Mahdi, said the authorities are fully prepared for such celebrations. Despite Kerry's relatively upbeat take, comments by Iran's supreme leader suggested that Tehran's mistrust of Washington would persist no matter what the outcome of the talks. Iran's state-run press TV cited Ayatollah Ali Khamenei on Saturday as calling the U.S. an excellent example of arrogance. It said Khamenei told university students in Tehran to be prepared to continue to struggle against arrogant powers. His comments appeared to be a blow to U.S. hopes that an agreement would lead to improved bilateral relations that could translate into increased cooperation in a common cause, the fight against Islamic State radicals. Zarif had hinted at just that last week, suggesting a deal acceptable to his country would open the door to joint efforts on that front. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu, a fierce opponent of what he considers a deal that is too lenient on Tehran, said Khamenei's comments showed that Western powers are caving into Iran even as the Islamic Republic keeps railing against them. A nuclear deal will also face serious scrutiny from members of U.S. Congress. This is going to be a very hard sell for the administration's Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, a Kentucky Republican, said on Fox News Sunday when asked about the likelihood of Congress signing off on a deal. That's an AP article which uh, discusses the announcement that is planned for today. It looks like there'll be some type of announcement. And um, that is the latest. That is the latest regarding the deal 
There is reaction from Israel in addition to the uh, Prime Minister. Um, the world powers deal with Iran is a bad one, ignoring that Tehran continues to develop long-range missiles and sponsor terrorism. This, according to Defense Minister Moshe Yalon, at the opening of a Knesset Foreign Affairs and Defense Committee meeting on Monday. Even if there are some last-minute improvement, improvements, the agreement, as we understand it, is bad. Allowing Iran to legitimately be a nuclear threshold state, with all that implies, Yalon said. The defense minister warned that the agreement could spark an arms race in the Middle East, saying that Saudi Arabian, Egyptian, and Turkish officials have talked about the need to arm their countries. Yalon focused on the many defense issues the expected agreement ignores, calling it, quote, full of holes. Full of holes. This agreement will not lead to the closing of a nuclear site or to the destruction of one centrifuge, he stated. It somewhat limits the pace of uranium enrichment, but it leaves a lot of holes, like what the military can use, what kind of supervision there will be from now on. The defense minister also pointed out that long-range missiles were not discussed. He said Iran is already capable of striking Israel and all of Europe, and that Tehran plans to develop missiles that could reach the east coast of the United States. What concerns us every day is Iran's terrorist activity against us through arming Hezbollah and funding Hamas and Islamic Jihad and giving them information to develop weapons and their attempt to open a terrorist front against us in the Golan, he said. Yalon said Iran is undermining other states in the region like Yemen where it backed the Houthis impacting Bahrain, Saudi Arabia and other Middle Eastern states while the talks were ongoing but that was not mentioned either. After the agreement, we'll have Iran on the nuclear threshold and continuing to sponsor terrorism. Iran is mostly concerned with when and how sanctions will be removed. When they have more money to pay for these activities, Iran will be a greater threat not only to Israel but to the whole world. Yalon concluded that, quote, the bottom line is a bad deal is coming, and after it we will have to be prepared to defend ourselves on our own. That might just say it all. Defense Minister Moshe Yalon Reaction to the uh, the deal, which is uh, supposedly about to be announced with uh, Iran. So a lot going on out there, and a lot to talk about. But uh, Sunday night, this became the story. This certainly became the story. Sixteen minutes before seven o'clock on a Monday morning, JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up if you keep it here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmam.org, welcoming those listening on the NSN app and your computer and uh, tablet, no matter where you are around the world. It's much appreciated, and your smartphone as well. It's much appreciated. There's a comment section on our app. If you go to the NSN app, you can comment on anything that's happening here, anything that's happening in the Jewish world. Just go to the uh, home screen of the NSN app and uh, click on the click on the words "Add a comment," and you'll be able to uh, comment on whatever you wish this morning on a Monday right here at JM in the AM. Ba-da. 
J.M. in the A.M. Well, we spoke about the uh, deal, which is uh, imminent for today. At least that's the way it looks. Keep a close eye on that while our news coming up from Israel. And I have a feeling that will be part of the uh, of the headlines from Israel this morning. J.M. in the A.M. at two minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. Um... Let's see here. You heard A.K.A. Pella with Bowie Vishalom. Before that, A.K.A. Pella with Ba'u. So Bowie and Ba'u. Schlockrock had Baruch HaGever off of Schlockapella here at JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us. Big week here at JM in the AM. Aside from the news uh, from around the world, which we'll be uh, no doubt focusing on. I'm sure there'll be different developments uh, coming out constantly. Um, we've got the... Um, Annual visit to Camp Hask happening tomorrow, and you'll hear that Wednesday morning here at JM in the AM. So we're at Camp Hask, Bezrat Hashem, tomorrow afternoon. And that program will be the JM in the AM Wednesday morning program coming up between 6 and 9. If you have any special messages that you'd like us to include tomorrow afternoon for Wednesday's show, make sure to get get them to us, any of the email addresses or Methods of communication should work. Make sure to use the subject line HASC, H-A-S-C. And we'll try to include it in um, in our program this coming uh, Wednesday. It'll happen tomorrow, but again, officially this coming Wednesday between 6 and 9 in the morning. Here at JM and the AM. Uh, the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten is coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. We have amazing material on our stream constantly. You know, it's funny. We've been painting this as the end of our season three of NSN and how over the next few weeks things will be a little bit different because there'll be more uh, encore presentations and uh, more of our Jewish music stream. And yet we continue to provide incredible programming on a regular basis. With that in mind, I want to thank Naomi Nachman, who did an amazing show this past Friday from Gourmet Glot. In Cedarhurst. Just an amazing program, and a big thank you to everybody at Gourmet Glot for their hospitality. Uh, Mayor Weingarten has the Israel show at 9 a.m. this morning. Last week it was, re- it was revealed that two Israeli citizens are being held in Gaza by Hamas for almost a year. How did they end up in Hamas' hands? Why was it kept secret all this time? Why was the secret finally revealed now? And what are the future ramifications of the exposure? The Israel show will explore all the aspects of this difficult and troubling episode, plus an Israeli music mix of slow and inspirational music appropriate for the three weeks. All coming up on the Israel show right after JM and the AM on jmtheam.org and the NSN app and all of our multiple ways that you could tune in to our incredible 24 hours. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Galit Sal in the background. The deal with Iran is imminent, or I should say the announcement of the deal with Iran is imminent. Defense Minister Moshe Yalon has um, already declared that the bottom line is a bad deal is coming, and after it we will have to be prepared to defend ourselves on our own. That was his quote that we posted to social media minutes ago. Galay Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Monday next at JMDM.
גלי צהל השעה שתיים, כאן שיבל כרמי מנסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. נאומה בשידור גל"צ במהלך דיון בתוכניתה של יעל דן על זיכוי הצעירה שדרסה למוות את גל בק לפני כעשור. אביו של גל עודד אמר שהמשפחה תדרוש לפתוח את התיק מחדש. אנחנו מתכוונים לערער את זה, אנחנו פנינו לגוף ארצי, ואין לי ספק שפרקליטות מחוז תל אביב לא מעוניינת לפתוח את התיק הזה. אני חושב שהפרקליטות במחוז תל אביב עושה טעות גדולה, כי אני חושב שהנזק לפרקליטות יהיה הרבה יותר גדול. נציגת פרקליטות מחוז תל אביב, עורכת הדין הדס פורר גפני, הגיבה בזעם על דברי האב ועל עצם חשיפת הפרשה. אתם שפכתם את דמנו, שתיתם אותו בכפית. אנחנו, אנשים עובדים, עושים את העבודה. אנחנו, אם הערר הזה או התלונה על התיק הייתה מגיעה בזמן סביר, תוך 30 יום, תוך כמה חודשים, תוך שנה שאפשר היה בכלל לברר את העניינים, היינו כמובן עושים את זה במסגרת ערר הכל. היום אחרי עשר שנים, אנחנו מוגבלים בצורה בלתי רגילה. ניתן להאזין לעימות המלא באפליקציית גל"צ ובחשבון הטוויטר שלנו. צעירים ערבים תקפו חייל צה"ל נוצרי בתחנת אוטובוס בנצרת עילית. כתבתנו אורנית פורן. חייל צה"ל לבוש מדים בין העדה הנוצרית שהמתין בתחנת אוטובוס בנצרת עילית הותקף על ידי קבוצת בני מיעוטים שהתנגדו לשירותו בצבא. לחייל נגרמו חבלות קשות בכל חלקי גופו והוא פונה לבית החולים פוריה בטבריה. בפורום העדה הנוצרית הביעו זעם על המקרה וטענו כי זהו המקרה העשירי של תקיפת חיילים בידי ערבים במהלך השנה האחרונה. עונש מאסר בפועל של מעל שנה נגזר היום על אוהד הפועל תל אביב שתקף את ערן זהבי בדרבי, מדווח כתבנו קובי מנדל. אלרועי ידי, אוהד הפועל תל אביב אשר תקף לפני כשמונה חודשים את שחקן מכבי תל אביב ערן זהבי במהלך הדרבי, נדון היום בבית משפט השלום לחיפה לארבעה חודשים בפועל, מהם עשרה חודשים על התקיפה עצמה ועוד ארבעה חודשים על אירוע אחר. בית המשפט גם אסר עליו להתקרב במשך שלוש שנים למקומות בהם מתקיימים אירועי ספורט. הנשיא ראובן ריבלין סייר היום בבית הקברות היהודי בהר הזיתים שקברים רבים בו הושחתו בתקופה האחרונה. אנחנו יודעים עד כמה אנחנו זועקים כאשר מחוללים בתי קברות בארצות העולם ובאירופה בעיקר והרשויות צריכים להתארגן על מנת לבוא ולמנוע את האפשרות הזאת. לא יכול להיות שכאשר כל כך קל לנו להעיר לאחרים הערות שאנחנו לא יכולים לבוא ולפעול נגד כל ונדליסט שרוצה לפגוע במישהו בגלל אמונתו או בגלל מוצאו כעס ביוון על ההסכם שנחתם הבוקר עם האיחוד האירופי. חלק מהאזרחים טוענים שההסכם מחזיר את הצנע ליוון, אך לא מוחק את חובותיה. גרמניה הורסת את אירופה, העם הגרמני אחראי על הצנע ביוון ומדובר בהכרזת מלחמה על העם היווני, אמרו אזרחים יוונים לרשת סקאי הבריטית. מזג האוויר אצלנו נאה עם עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות, אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
Sie ist nicht du kannst zar auf der Welt, was macht ihn zu vergessen, finger ich allein. Sie ist nicht du kannst ihm auf der Welt, was kann ihn machen vergessen, finger ich allein. Vor 2000 Jahren, wenn immer mit Davenen, immer Davenen eilig, stellen wir uns in unsere Halle, in unsere Machschube, in unsere Füße, in Wenn die Walls werden umgestellt, an jeder laufen Weg zu den Gaskammern, Du warst dem gefreut, da hier edle suchst du mir, für was tracht ihr jetzt? Wollt ihr gänfen, ich tracht ihr dich allein, ich bin auf meinem Weg, ich bin auf meinem Weg. Wenn die Wals bin aufgestellt, an jedem Laufen weg kannst du bieten. Wenn die Wals dein Gefreit, suchst du da ihre Brüder, für was tracht ihr jetzt? Wollte gern Ich tracht bin ihr dich allein. Ich bin auf meinem Weg. Ich bin auf meinem Weg. Ich bin auf meinem Weg. Kann ich dich is done by Barry Weber off of the Fumbring CD. Before that, the L'Chaim Choir and Kayal. Someone just called and asked if we're going to be playing the uh, incredible eulogy that my father gave 
after the passing of the Lubavitcher Rebbe 21 years ago, and we will do that one week from today. It looks like about 8 o'clock in the morning Eastern Time, one week from today. We'll feature that like we have so many times on the air before. It is really a remarkable piece. Incredible review in about 25 minutes of one of the most important personalities in Jewish history. Quarter after 7, Monday morning, it's JM in the AM. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. A special hello to those who are tuned in at all the different radio stations as you make your way from the Catskill region to the uh, New York, New Jersey area. I read earlier some of the Jerusalem Post regarding the deal with Iran. I read the AP report with the deal with Iran. Now let's go to the New York Times. They report as follows. Negotiators from Iran and six world powers are down to a small number of remaining disputes for a historic deal that would limit Tehran's nuclear ability for more than a decade in return for sanctions relief. Although the talks adjourned for the day with no agreement, negotiators said they would renew their efforts on Monday. We still have got work to do tomorrow, the Iranian foreign minister said. From his balcony at the Coburg Palace Hotel, where just a day before he had predicted a deal by Sunday, no deal today, he said. Earlier in the day, Secretary Kerry sounded an unusually optimistic note, telling reporters that his negotiating session late Saturday night with Mr. Zarif had been fruitful. We had a very good meeting, Kerry said. Positive. I think we're getting to some real decisions. I will say, because we have a few tough things to do, I remain hopeful. Hopeful. Kerry's tone was strikingly more upbeat than on Thursday when he warned that the U.S. would not be rushed into an agreement and might even walk away from the talks if headway was not made. Maneuvering on the crutches he's been using since breaking his leg in May, Kerry walked later in the day to Mo- to to Mozart's house, where Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart once lived. Sunday was Kerry's 16th consecutive day at the talks, and after convening the rest of the U.S. negotiating team, he went with, met with Mr. Zarif in the early evening. In recent rounds of talks, negotiators have wrestled with what limits is set in Iran's nuclear research, the pace of sanctions relief, and most recently, the terms of a new United Nations Security Council resolution that would endorse the accord and provide a legal framework for lifting sanctions. The agreement is more than 80 pages long. So it seems that a deal is imminent. That's the way it seems. There is good news to report. Nefesh Benefesh in... Um, one of its public announcements over the uh, last couple of days has um, has written as follows. Nefesh Benefesh wishes 225 Olim, including 90 children, leaving on the Aliyah charter flight of July the 13th. Mazel Tov and Seit Chem Shalom as they begin their new life in Israel. So today is a very important day. Today is a big day. In fact, today I think is a day where we'll be represented at Kennedy Airport. I'm hoping that uh, Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager of the Nahum Siegel Network, will be able to uh, make it over to Kennedy Airport and and greet the uh, Olim as they get set to um, head to the plane. The statistics as provided to us by Nefesh Benefesh for today's charter Aliyah flight from JFK to Ben Gurion Airport uh, says as follows, 225 Olim, the youngest Ole is four months old. <laughs> How great is that? 
Youngest Olet is four months old. The oldest Olet today, 90 years old. Wow. There are 32 families, 95 children, 53 singles, 12 IDF soldiers. 52 of the Olim today out of the 225 are moving to the periphery, so to speak, of Israel geographically. There are two sets of siblings who are making Aliyah today. There are two sets of three generations making Aliyah today. The Olim today on this incredible flight that's going from a, a JFK to Ben Gurion Airport are from Alberta, British Columbia, California, Colorado, D.C., Florida, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Quebec, Texas, Virginia, and Washington. They are heading to Ashkelon, Bat Hefer, Be'er Sheva, Beit Shemesh, Efrat, Eshchar, Givat Shmuel, Haifa, Herzliya, Jerusalem, Kadima, Kibbutz Deliyahu, Kiryat Gat, Kiryat Yam, Lud, Ma'agalim, Maleadumim, Modi'in, Moshav Beit Gamliel, Moshav Beit Sharim, Nahariya, Natseret Elit, Netanya, Nevei Daniel, Petach Tikva, Ranana, Ramat Beit Shemesh, Ramat Gan, Ramle, Rehovot, Shari Tikva, Tel Aviv, and Zichron Yaakov. So today is a very, very big day, as you can imagine. Today is a uh, Nefesh Benefesh charter flight. And um, I remind everybody that when the plane lands... When the plane lands in Israel, there will be cameras capturing the entire ceremony and the jubilation and the celebration. And you could be part of it. All you got to do is um, log on to nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. And Nefesh Benefesh will take you there via the World Wide Web to be part of this incredible celebration. There are two charter flights this summer. Uh, there are, um, I think, I think eight or nine group flights that are going. But there are two charters where the entire flight, the entire plane is filled with Olim. One is today and one is August the 17th. And we're looking forward to that day because we hope to be on that plane as observers again. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know how we really hope to be on that plane, but right now it's still as observers. So today is the July charter flight. There'll be one in August, and there's a great celebration getting set to be had at JFK Airport this morning. And then, of course, at Ben Gurion Airport tomorrow. And if you stay up late enough, if you stay up till like 11, midnight, 1 o'clock tonight in that area, you'll be able to log on to the Nefesh Benefesh website. And join in in the incredible celebration. Mazal Tov to Rabbi Josh, Yoshua Fass, Tony Gelbart, and the entire incredible staff of Nefesh Benefesh as they embark and escort this incredible group of people all the way to Israel, starting today at JFK Airport. Kolakavod, and of course to everybody who's making Aliyah. Mazal Tov to you. 
and uh, Hatzlacha Rabah in your new home, the home of the Jewish people, the home that's closer to people in the diaspora now, even closer because of Nefesh Benefesh. Anybody out there would like to explore their own Aliyah and be on a charter flight next summer or a group flight at any time? It's 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-A-L-I-Y-A-H. And, of course, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. Mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. This coming Tuesday, tomorrow, we'll be visiting Camp Hask on a Tuesday afternoon. That will be Wednesday's JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. Wednesday's JM in the AM will be our visit to Camp Hask this week. And if you'd like to get us an email that we can include during our program tomorrow, which will air on Wednesday morning, make sure to use the subject line Hask, H-A-S-C. And we greatly appreciate that. And we're looking forward to seeing everybody at Camp Hask tomorrow and you hearing all about our visit on a Wednesday morning right here at JM in the AM. Shalom, shalom. Aleinu li'alkol Yisrael Shalom, Shalom Aleinu li'alkol
Dedicate that to the Olim. Why not? Heading with Nevis Benevis to Israel today. Amazing. 7.30 in the morning. It's JM in the AM on this Monday. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Echanish Masar of Zeb and of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn at the end of Maseches Makos that once Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Lozab and Azariah, and Rabbi Yeshua were walking towards Yerushalayim. And just as they came to Harat Soifim, they saw a fox coming out of the place where the Kodesh Kedoshim, the Holy of Holies, had been located. They all began to cry, while Rabbi Akiva smiled. Why are you smiling, they asked. Rabbi Akiva answered, why are you crying? They answered, the place about which the Torah says, a czar, an alien who approaches it shall die, has now become the den of foxes. Shouldn't we cry? Rabbi Kiva answered, That's why I'm smiling, for it says, I appointed trustworthy witnesses for myself. Just like Uriah's prophecy had not been fulfilled, I was afraid that the prophecy of Sakharia may also not be fulfilled. However, now that I see that Sion was plowed over like a field, so I know that the prophecy of Sakharia, Oy Yeshvu Zekeni Muskenois, that old men and old women 
will once again sit in the streets of Yerushalayim. I know that that will be fulfilled. They said to him, Akiva Nichamtoni, Akiva Nichamtoni, Akiva, you have comforted us. I always wondered why a shul, a fox, certainly something had to be significant about the fact that it was a fox. The answer is, we learn, Chazal tell us that the fox is considered to be the king of the forest. We all know that the lion is really the king of the forest. So why does it say that the fox is? The answer is that the meat of the fox is to lie in wait. It can wait for a long time until the Shasa Koshur is to strike. Therefore, at the moment when the lion is deep in sleep, the fox can lunge at him and tear out his heart. So too, Mibnei Chatoenu, the reason the Beis Amikdash was taken away from us is because of the Sahara. The Sahara is certainly not stronger than our Neshama. However, it's a sly fox. It waits for the exact weak moment to tempt the person and to try to cause his downfall. It seems as though the Sahara is the strongest, but the Koyach that Hashem gives to us to overcome the Yetzer is even greater. Therefore, when the Talmidim saw that the Sahara was standing on top of the Koyesh Kodoshim, they all cried, for he appeared to be the king of the hill. However, Rabbi Akiva laughed, knowing that the Koychus of the Neshama can annihilate the Sahara. He realized that the Sahara's victory is only temporal. Rabbi Akiva knew this better than anyone, for he had turned himself around through the enormous Koychus of his Neshama. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Jam in Good the, morning. Oh, sorry about that. Jam in the AM. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. A, a Mazel Tov again to all the 225 Olim who are uh, on their way to the airport, um, making Aliyah, heading to Israel, moving to the Holy Land this morning. You could watch the entire celebration once they get to Israel, once they land at Ben Gurion Airport. You can watch the entire celebration if you go to nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. That happens tonight uh, in the area of 11, 12, 1 o'clock tonight, our time here in the Eastern Time Zone. And um, there's a July charter flight today. There's an August charter flight coming up on the 17th of August, which we are very much looking forward to. And there are many group flights throughout the summer and throughout the year. You can go to the website nbn.org.il to see if uh, to see if this is um, something you'd like to explore. The amazing move to the Holy Land. JM and the AM at 26 minutes before 8 o'clock on this Monday. We spoke earlier about the deal, which seems to be imminent. All of a sudden yesterday... Reports started coming out that it looks like there'll be a deal announced today in Iran, nuclear talks deal. We'll see what happens. Keep a close eye on it, of course. Uh, Rabbi Shmuel Gluck is with us uh, live via telephone. He introduced me last week to an organization. It's called Arevim. In fact, there's a website, Arevim.com, A-R-E-I-V-I-M.com, which gives you a whole bunch of information about what they do. Uh, on a regular basis. And right now, you could help support our Raven on their website. There's a link where you could purchase a ticket for their, uh, for their big raffle 
and it'll help them um, move forward and continue their amazing work. Rabbi Shmuel Gluck, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. I wasn't familiar with it before you uh, told me about it. Do the same thing for our listeners. What is Aravim? Okay. Aravim is around about 15 years. We began as a teen crisis intervention organization. We've uh, extended our services since then, and um, we work with young couples as well, uh, people in their mid-20s, and the services range from the mainstream such as a residence or a dormitory. There's a high school for, we'll call them atypical boys. We have a base in Medrash and a Koyu for success stories, but we also do a lot of crisis intervention. Um, boys that, or girls for that matter, that have uh, sat in jail, boys and girls that have had to go to re- rehab for substance abuse, um, a lot of mediation between parents and children, schools and parents, schools and children. So basically what we try to do is to become a third parent, we try to intervene as best we can and just make things as smooth and fluid as possible. How long ago did you say our Raven was founded? So it's about 15 years already. So I can imagine that all the uh, difficulties and, um, and, and different situations that you just described, I would imagine they are much worse and much different 15 years later. So it's interesting because the, the situations that are presented to us are much, much more severe now than 15 years later. There's no question. But... I also have to say there's many, many more services, and the parents are much co- much more quickly will ask for services, oh. and as a result, will ask services at an earlier pace as well. So, yes, um, what a 17-year-old was once doing uh, soft drugs, today a 14-year-old is doing hard drugs, but a parent who was in denial at 17 because Shadukim at 13 is calling us up already and asking, what should I do? I think my child's not doing so well. So like everything in life, I think it's a mixed bag. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, you've expanded to the point where you're not just in this area. I mean, you're essentially an international organization now, right? We, we certainly have helped and continue to help people from all over. There's no question. My residence right now, I have Ohio, Israel, uh, Vancouver I had just left recently, um, and, and Australia. I have boys around us, young men that lean on us. So the, the answer is certainly yes. Uh, Muncie has a very strong presence. The tri-state that was almost as strong. Yeah, I can imagine. It's a, there are a lot of people in this area, to say the least. Rabbi Shmuel Gluck is with us. He is the director of um, Aravim. You can get information at the uh, website, aravim.com, A-R-E-I-V-I-M.com. We'll talk about the fundraising effort in a moment. Uh, how have... Um, how have rabbis and rabbinic leaders in general in our community taken to your organization? So we, um, interesting, had much less resistance than our organizations in, let's say, Lakewood, for instance, and other communities. Um, they work with us. Uh, do we get as much support, or do we work in tandem as much as we should? So the answer is no. But I found very little, if any, resistance. And uh, I, I think it's a nice community, Muncie. It's just a very nice community. Brooklyn as well, I think, will well received. Yeah, and on top of that, you have some rabbinic personalities that have actually lent their name to the organization, right? Okay, so Shmuel Kamenetsky is our rabbinical advisor, and I, I speak to him as often as I can. And uh, sometimes it's twice a week, and sometimes maybe not for a few months. But Shmuel Kamenetsky certainly does. His son, Shalom Kamenetsky, is presently Rashi in Philadelphia as well, I speak to for advice. Um, and there are a few others, too, but those are certainly the names that I would uh, suggest first when people ask me, you know, so who can I speak to? 
Yeah. All right. Our Raven has a, a raffle, as we mentioned. This is your most recent fundraiser to uh, uh, keep the organization going and keep all the different aspects of the organization going. And I say it that way because if someone does go to the website, com, they'll get an idea of just how many different things you do, how many different campuses, so to speak, you have, and how many different programs there are. To keep all this going, funds are necessary. Am I right, Rabbi Gluck? A hundred percent. There are some programs that we do ask for costs for the services, but many of them are free services, and the many free services obviously cost them. There's no way to re- get reimbursed other than asking the community, even those that are Baruch Hashem, thank God, not in need of those services. Donations to your organization, uh, without being dramatic, one can conclude, is literally saving lives, or are literally saving lives. It, it's saving lives. I think uh, it, it, it may save an individual life, but it's also going to create a stamp on the next generation which is maybe as important or almost as important, is that there are a lot of people today that are either not healthy or not focused, so if we could save a few dozen of them, the next generation will dramatically be uh, positively affected by that, too. Nah, no question about that. No, you're making a very important point. You're saving lives. That you're not just saving one individual life right now. You're saving Jewish families down the road. 100%. Somebody may have great children, but they don't know who their grandchildren's neighbors are going to be. Right. So, well, we could say that I'm inoculated and I don't need it. You know, my children are older, they're married, they're in Israel, they're grandchildren. What is the next generation going to look like? So I may be helping somebody who's coming from, I don't know, Denver, let's say. And you may have grandchildren that are presently living in Teaneck. We don't know how lives overlap. So if we could get a hold of 100, 200 lives and somebody else gets a hold of 100, 200 lives, the generation will have upgraded in its quality 10 years from now and 20 years from now. No question about it. All right. Aravim.com has information. There's a donate button right there on the very uh, home page. In addition to that, you're actually uh, uh, conducting your big raffle right now. When is the deadline for this? So then it's going to be too bad. It's a Thursday evening. I don't have the English date. I guess I'm negligent, but uh, it's about three weeks from now. I'm sure, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's August 1st, if I'm not mistaken. That, yeah. Or maybe the last day in July, but whatever. It's at the end of the month, and everybody out there has an opportunity to respond, be part of it, uh, if they, uh, in fact, um, uh, can do this before Tubav. Yeah, it's the 31st. The Thursday is the 30th, 30th of July. Now, uh, what do people do? They go to they go to the website, and if they hit the donate button, they're automatically part of the raffle. How does it work? Um, there is a button for the raffle. It'll ask one or two raffles. Um, it asks them to say they're donating because of the raffle. They can call the office as well, which is 845-371-2760. That's 845-371-2760. They could purchase a raffle and pay over the year. $10 a month is, is not that hard for many people. $18 a month is not hard for many people. And uh, they, those are their choices online. Or they could give us a ring. All right. The Raven phone number uh, up at their office is 845-371-2760. If you want to help Rabbi Gluck and his staff continue to save lives and perpetuate uh, wonderful things in the Jewish world for generations to come, here's your opportunity, 845 371 2760. The annual raffle is happening as we speak. You can also go to the website, aravim.com, A-R-E-I-V-I-M.com. You'll see information there, not just to donate, but information about the raffle in general, and you'll be able to uh, to give and support their great work. All right, Gluck, we bless you that you're able to do uh, more great work and save a lot of wonderful kids out there and continue to help build our incredible community. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Thank you. Uh, Ravim.com for information. Our pleasure. 845-371-2760.
1-800-227-6060. More coming up. This is JM in the AM. Thank you. 
on the
in the AM, wrapping up second hour of our program on this Monday, heading back to work, and I thank all of you who are tuned in in all the different radio stations uh, from the Catskill region at 91.1, uh, rather, <laughs> can't remember myself, uh, to the Rockland County area at 91.9 FM, and of course here at our flagship in New York and New Jersey at 91.1 on the FM dial. Thanks for utilizing all the different radio stations, the NSN app, our computers, or I should say your computers, and all the different phones and methods to listen in to our incredible radio broadcast. It is much appreciated. Monday morning broadcast here in the three weeks. We've got a big Mazel Tov going out to those who are heading toward Kennedy Airport. 225 Olim, ranging from four months to 90 years old. With 32 families, 95 children, 53 singles, and 12 Israeli soldiers are soon to be. IDF soldiers are all heading to the airport. They're going to be on that July charter flight today from JFK to Israel. Anybody who wants to watch and participate in the big celebration that's happening and that will happen in Ben Gurion Airport, all you got to do is log on to your computer, nbn.org.il. We'll have all the links you need, nbn.org.il, the Nefesh Benefesh website. And I know there are a lot of people, it always happens, that there are a lot of people in this audience who will be staying up late tonight to be part of that big celebration. The Iran deal, it seems, is about to be announced. I remind everybody that a week from Wednesday, July the 22nd, Times Square, New York City, the Stop Iran Now rally is going to uh, take place. Hashtag Stop Iran rally. 
on the web, stopiranrally.org. Many distinguished speakers, many participating organizations, and uh, everyone is expected to please be there. July 22nd, Wednesday, 5.30 p.m., 42nd Street, 7th Avenue in New York City. By the way, the Tisha B'Av Mincha service has been announced. Um, ten years since the expulsion from Gush Katif and 21 Jewish communities led to Hamas's takeover of Gaza. All this will be on the minds of parts, and, and plenty more, Iran and anti-Semitism in Europe and the BDS movement. All this will be on the minds of participants in the 38th annual Tisha B'Av prayer service for Israel and Jews in danger worldwide. It's Sunday, Tisha B'Av, 2 p.m. at the Isaiah Peace Wall, 1st Avenue and 43rd Street. Uh, Rabbi Stephen Exler of the Hebrew Institute of Riverdale, Rabbi Avi Weiss will be on from phone hookup from Israel. And um, there'll, of course, be a Torah. Everyone's asked to bring Talos and Tefillin. There's actually a website, Tisha B'Av, at the IsaiahWall.com. <laughs> T-I-S-H-A-B-A-V, at the IsaiahWall.com. Service is coordinated by AMCHA with uh, AFSI and the Student Struggle for Soviet Jury. And uh, we'll remind you as we get closer. Well, last year I was on a plane to Shabbat to Israel. This year I hope to join in and be part of the service uh, during Mincha time at the Isaiah Wall. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org.
I give a uh, shout out to the uh, incredible waiting staff, the wait staff, the waiters up at Camp Misora who are waking up <laughs> to a JM in the AM three weeks program here. Uh, I assume on the NSN app. That's what I would guess. I would gather that's how they're tuned into the program. So it's much appreciated. A big shout out to the very hardworking waitering staff up at Camp Misora who we look forward to seeing this coming Sunday. Visiting day in a whole bunch of camps this Sunday. I know yesterday was visiting day in a whole bunch of camps, and I saw on the web how the day for those who were heading back late at night on Route 17 ended um, terribly, that awful accident. And I'm not just referring to the, the amount of time people had to wait while those uh, uh, victims were being uh, taken away by helicopter and being, uh, being um, medevaced to the respective hospitals, but the tragedy of the uh, accident itself, of course, uh, that's what was most prominent, and the, uh, our our wishes go out to our hearts go out to uh, those victims, uh, the family especially who was uh, most directly affected by that accident late at night on Route 17 last evening, and a refuah shlema to all those who are in need of one. Um, so stay safe. Visiting day in a lot of places is coming Sunday and a lot of travel going on this uh, summer. Everyone stay safe and we wish that everybody have a peaceful journey no matter where you're going. Eight minutes after eight o'clock Monday morning at JM and the AM. That was, um, 613 with Achenu. Uh, a couple of reminders. We announced on Friday that Jewish Heritage Day is taking place at MCU Park, the Brooklyn Cyclones. Sunday, August 2nd at 1 o'clock. Information, go to brooklyncyclones.com and use the passcode or the, uh, I guess you call it a coupon code, right? J-H-N, brooklyncyclones.com. When you purchase your tickets, it's J-H-N for Jewish Heritage Night. It's actually Jewish Heritage Day happening at 1 o'clock Sunday, August 2nd. We'll give out some tickets later on this hour. Some have asked about my uh, father's eulogy of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, which was, 
delivered on the Shloshim during the month of Av 21 years ago. We will be playing that, please God, this coming Monday here at JM in the AM, likely around 8 o'clock. So uh, those who've asked about it, we'll have that on the air at uh, around 8 o'clock this coming Monday, a week from today, part of our nine days programming. Uh, again, a Mazel Tov going out to uh, those who are heading to Israel with Nefesh B'Nefesh. Um, what an interesting, what an interesting thing that the deal with Iran is, it looks like at least, is being signed. At the same time, hundreds are heading to Israel to move to the Holy Land. And, uh, we wish all of them a very special Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. 225 Olim ranging in age from four months to 90 years old. If you want to be, uh, if you want to be part of the celebration, no problem. Tonight, late at night, go to nbn.org.il. You can see and really feel part of the incredible celebration of Ben Gurion Airport. nbn.org.il late tonight. And, um, the next flight, the next charter flight, we're looking forward to being on it as observers again, unfortunately. Or fortunately or unfortunately, depending how you look at it. Uh, the 17th of August. And if you want to be part of a future Nefesh Benefesh flight, go to the website nbn.org.il or call 866-4-ALIYAH for information. Coming up, the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten is going to concentrate on a very interesting news story. We spoke about this last week. Nine o'clock this morning, right after JM and the AM on jmtheam.org and the NSN app. Last week it was revealed that two Israeli citizens are being held in Gaza by Hamas for almost a year. Had they end up in Hamas's hands? Why was it kept secret all this time? Why was the secret finally revealed now? And what are the future ramifications of the exposure? The Israel Show will explore all the aspects of this difficult and troubling episode, plus an Israeli music mix appropriate for the three weeks. It's all coming up between 9 and 10 this morning on the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. And that is happening on jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Don't forget you can comment on the NSN app. That's right, you can comment on the NSN app. At any point that you wish, um, comment on the NSN app whenever you wish. You'll see on the home screen of the app it says add a comment. And that basically uh, gives you the opportunity to say what you wish on the NSN app. Monday morning broadcast, we continue with JM in the AM. <laughs>
In the AM, these songs of Jerusalem CD from Suki and Ding. I can't believe it. I was on the phone with Matas a minute ago. I forgot to ask him if he's staying up tonight for the big Nefesh Benefesh uh, celebration. Matas, if you're listening, use the uh, use the extra secret phone number and call me, please. See if we can get him on, find out if he can advise those who want to watch and be part of it how to do so. Shiva Boys had Ah Ah Ah, you, hit six, you heard 613 with Achenu in there. J.M. in the A.M. 22nd of July, the Stop Iran Now rally. Yeah, people asked about the rally now that there's a deal. Don't forget Congress has to approve it. This is going to take a while. So, you know, let's gather. Let's 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 all be there next week, Wednesday at 530 in Times Square, and then we'll worry about, uh, you know, whether whether it was a fruitless effort or not. I think that's the right approach, if you ask me. Told you about the Tishabov service that is uh, official now. Amcha and Afsi in the student struggle for Soviet jury will gather together at the Isaiah Peace Wall two o'clock Tishabov day. That's two p.m. Tishabov day. I think this is Matis on our phone. Matis, is that you? Hey, good morning again. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? All right. Um, here's the big question. You ready? Yes. Will you be up tonight when the uh, Nefesh Benefesh plane lands in Tel Aviv? I sure will. Now, what what, what would you suggest? I, I know, obviously, nbn.org.il, the Nefesh Benefesh website, best place to get the link, etc. But in terms of timing, what would you, now that you've had all these experiences of staying up all night and watching people land in Israel, what is the best time to tune in to catch the beginning of the whole thing? Actually, I start uh, right when it right when it starts. Uh, yeah, I know, but like, what is that? Is that 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, noon? I mean, midnight, uh, like, what is it? What t- the arrival ceremony is supposed to be at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning? I, I haven't checked yet. So that's, let's say it's 7, so that would be midnight our time. Correct. So you tune in at midnight? Yes, tune in at midnight. On the website, it, it will tell you when it's supposed to start. Oh. But I want to, wa- I like watching it from the very beginning because there's a very good chance, even though there, you know, might be a little bit delay in the flight or something like that, just in timing. I love watching when the plane lands, and sometimes they actually catch that. So that's what I'm asking. In other words, if you're, if they say tune in at 7 a.m. Israel time, which is midnight here, right, to catch it, there's a chance that actually the plane touches down earlier than that, and that you'd have to tune in earlier in order to see that. No, no, no. You won't, you wouldn't be able to tune in earlier because the feed doesn't start until the set time. Uh, it's like when you have your remotes and everything is set up perfectly to start at a certain time. Right. Uh, you can't see a live feed before that. Gotcha. They usually show the um, ceremony when everybody's leaving, what, what they fi- uh, filmed the night before, what they recorded the night before at uh, JFK. At, you, this afternoon, in other words, this right? This afternoon, right. right. Uh, so that's also interesting to see. It, it is. I, I have watched that in the past. Yeah. Uh, and I'll get to reason in a second why I even watch these, but uh, <laughs> I have seen that in the past where you see people leaving, getting ready to leave, saying goodbye to their family and friends, and then you see their faces when they land in Israel. And uh, it can go from the the sadness of leaving family and friends, but to an absolute joy of uh, of being on the tarmac and walking down and touching down on the uh, 
on the on the on the holy tarmac of Israel. Yeah, it's real euphoria. It's amazing. There's no question. Now, you've been there. Uh, you've, of course, you've been to Israel. I've been to Israel a couple of times, and you've been there on a flight. So yeah. You know what it's like for the people there. And we'll be observers again, please God, on the August charter flight. E- exactly. And if and if people can't get to Israel now to make all the hour, they can't get there to even visit at that time. Watching this does do something for you. There's no question. When you see hundreds and hundreds of people coming out of the buses, being greeted by the uh, by the soldiers that are there, people waving flags, uh, the the ceremony itself, it's just amazing. Don't forget, so, don't forget, Yishai Fleischer with the giant the chauffeur. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Every time he is there, and now, as you said on the air before, this is such a telling time. Besides Iran, we're talking about the three weeks, right? Uh, and people walking in. And making Aliyah when when the base of Migdash we're hoping is rebuilt very soon. Yeah, no question. Uh, so it is a it is something that really ties you in. And if you can watch it live, you can feel that the people are right there and you're here, and, and it's just an amazing feeling. All right. So for argument's sake, let's say it's scheduled to start midnight Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is why I always consult with you because generally I'm not awake midnight Eastern time. <laughs> Um, so you would say that people tune in then. There's a good chance that the broadcast or webcast will begin with scenes from JFK that will be taken today. Yeah. And then they'll drift into the, you know, whatever they are able to get to live, you know, to first, whether it's the, you know, the plane landing or the buses coming up to the terminal or the people walking into the terminal, whatever it is. Correct. They'll join that. And then, uh, so at what time are you up until with this whole thing? Um. till 2 o'clock? goes, usually to the end of it. Which is what, 2 o'clock, right? 2, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And I would suggest that people actually do check the site earlier than 12. Again, this right. way they'll see if that feed from uh, this afternoon is up already. Right. Understood. And around 1 o'clock or so, you'll usually find me texting uh, <laughs> Josh Fass, Rabbi Fass. <laughs> it's like, hey, nice to see you there. Yeah, looks like you got some rest on the flight, huh? Right. <laughs> So that's like the peak of the whole thing is 1 a.m. Eastern time. That's like the uh, peak of the whole uh, of all the action. You'll, you'll then see for sure the people coming in off the buses and mm-hmm. and filing into the uh, program. Uh, you know, for for everybody there this time around, it's unique. Uh, if you've been there before and watching it, you see some of the same things. You'll have uh, Natan Sharansky getting up there. I'm sure he'll be there this time to speak, and and it's amazing to see those people and. and I just can't imagine the feeling of the people sitting in the in the seats watching someone like him getting up there. Yeah, oh, it's unbelievable. Speaking. Whole thing. Oh, and last year you'll remember, uh, last year we actually got him on the air during the show. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Which is really cool. I'm looking forward to uh, to that show that you're going to do. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be yeah. Tuesday, but people will hear it on. Oh, actually, they'll hear it on Tuesday. They'll hear it Tuesday morning. Right. I'm going to have to text Rabbi Fast. I want to make sure that you you should be up there making some announcements there. I think. Then, believe me, I'm, I'm, it's much better for me if I'm on the radio. That's Trust me. I know. You, you, uh, but it is amazing, and Mazel Tov to all those people who are going. It's such an auspicious uh, occasion. Hey, did you uh, hear the uh, oldest Oled today is 90 years old? I heard that. Unbelievable. There's still hope for us, Matis. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I wonder. We have to check the record books. I wonder if that, in fact, is the oldest Oled. No. I, th- I don't think so. 94? I, th- I think Yigal Siegel's grandfather-in-law, you may recall, when he made Aliyah, I think he was either 94 or 95. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think he held, he has the Nefesh Nefesh record. If I'm not mistaken, oh, nice. I think I'm not sure to check the record books. <laughs> but 90, 90's young compared to the oldest one. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's uh-huh. hope. There's hope. But by the way, that's why Matz and I are holding. Yeah, we want the record. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
That's a record. I don't think we need to uh, try to break. We're going for the record. We we can't do the other end because the uh, other end of uh, of things today for the uh, for the flight leaving JFK uh, has the youngest Ola at four months old. Matis, four wow. months old. Wow, and that is in fact the record, the youngest. No, the record's got to be a lot younger than that. I I, I think they've gone with with three, four, five weeks old. Whoa. I think they've right, had. We're gonna have to check with. Uh, In Robert fact, Kennedy. last year, last year, I think there were four. Oh, now I'm, now I'm gonna confuse stories. I think last year or the year before, there were four generations on one flight. Right. In fact, they were Newark people. I think they were originally generations back from Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember when. And I believe the baby they had with them was weeks old, if I'm not oh. mistaken. Yeah, it was last summer. It was last summer. Yeah, do me a favor. You're up anyway all night. Check last year's video. Let me know. <laughs> Might as well check on that. <laughs> oh, well, Matijama enjoy. And, and, and text me and Rabbi Fast at the same time so I see about all, I see the conversation that was going on in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Shall do. Just what you want to hear. <laughs> yes, thank you, sir. All right, there he is, Matis Weingast, our advisor when it comes to uh, how to properly view and when to tune in to see the big Nefesh Benefesh celebration at Ben Gurion Airport. Hey, a reminder, the Shuvu annual summer reception is tonight. At the home of the Weinberger family on East 23rd Street in Brooklyn, New York, Rabbi Yisachar Friend is the guest speaker. They'll have a Ksivas Haosios for the Harav Avram Palm Sefer Torah, which will be completed at the upcoming 25th anniversary Shuvu dinner. Um, all donations of $100 and above are going to be matched by an anonymous donor. For information, 718-692-3434, 718 Six nine two thirty four thirty four. So that's tonight at the Weinberger home uh, on East Twenty Third Street between Quentin and Avenue R in Flatbush. Rabbi Yisachar Friend is the guest speaker. Contact Shuvu for all the information on that. Um, what else did I want to mention here? We'll be at Hask tomorrow. If you have a special message for uh, our friends up at Camp Hask, when you email us later today, make sure to put the word Hask H A S C. In the subject line, we'll be at Hask tomorrow afternoon visiting. Uh, that's our annual visit Wednesday morning between 6 and 9. You'll hear uh, that whole adventure on the radio between 6 and 9 a.m. That's our Wednesday morning JM in the a.m. Uh, that you'll hear uh, on Wednesday uh, based on what happens tomorrow afternoon up at Camp Hask. want to thank our friends at OnlySimchas.com. They are not just about Simchas anymore at OnlySimchas.com. Although, if you need to know the latest on uh, births and bar mitzvahs and engagements and weddings, believe me, they're still the number one resource. But now they have expanded to the point where they are posting incredible news stories from around the world that are of interest to the Jewish audience. And a lot of our material has made it, and I thank them for that. OnlySimchas.com. Check it out. You'll see some interesting stuff on a regular basis. Plus, of course, all the smachot uh done in 2015 style they really have upgraded to the point where uh, they are so current it's unbelievable so yeah practically 2016 that's how current they are uh so it's only simchas.com for that and uh, we thank them again uh from all of us here at JM in the AM uh the Israel show with Mayor Weingarten will concentrate on the uh two missing Israelis who are in Gaza in the hands of Hamas why this whole news story just broke recently after all these months and other issues regarding this story will be discussed by Mayor Weingarten. Plus, we'll have a very nice music mix for the three weeks, an Israeli music mix coming up 
between 9 and 10 this morning, right after JM and the AM, on jmtheam.org and on the NSN app. So you'll be able to uh, hear all of that um, with Mayor Weingarten and the Israel Show. Hey, we mentioned the Brooklyn Cyclones have Jewish Heritage Day at MCU Park Sunday, August 2nd. And uh, we are looking forward to being there. Go to brooklyncyclones.com. You could use the coupon code JHN. You could also call them at 718-507-TICKS. Right now we have uh, two family four-packs of tickets that we're ready to give away. If you want to go to the Brooklyn Cyclones on the afternoon of August 2nd for Jewish Heritage Day, you should call now, 201-209-9368, 201-209-9368, caller 5 and caller 10. We'll each get uh, four tickets to the Brooklyn Cyclones for that day. Uh, 201-209-9368. Call now. Good luck from all of us here at JM and the AM.
Goldwag. We have more from Ari Goldwag in a moment. That's Kinicha. Congratulations to listener Shalom and listener Norman. Norman from West Orange, New Jersey. They each picked up a family four-pack of tickets for MCU Park, Jewish Heritage Day, Brooklyn Cyclones. That's coming up on the 2nd of August, starting at 1 p.m. BrooklynCyclones.com. You can use the passcode JHN for a special discount. Uh, we'll have more tomorrow. We'll, yeah, tomorrow's Tuesday. We'll make it a real ticket Tuesday. That's right. We'll have more tomorrow in terms of ticket giveaways here at JM in the AM. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Sometimes you're feeling down, things haven't gone your way. So you're looking all around, find someone who'll save the day. One place you can't turn, who'll never turn you back. When you look to Hashem, you're always back on track. Cause Hashem loves you, you're his greatest pride. Yes, Hashem loves you, he's always back. 
Goldwag, a whole bunch of great material there, including Shari Shamayim you just heard from uh, the uh, Acapella Soul CD. Reminder, the summer reception for Shuvu is tonight at the Weinberger home in Flatbush, Brooklyn, by Yisachar Friend is going to be the guest speaker. Information, Shuvu at 718-692-3434. Nefesh Benefesh, that flight is today. The Charter Aliyah flight for July is today. Leaving from JFK tonight, as you heard Matis mention tonight, 
midnight-ish Eastern time is when you could see the big celebration from Israel. There are 225 Olim today, 12 Israeli soldiers, uh, or I should say IDF soldiers, 95 children, 32 families, two sets of siblings, two sets of three generations. Just amazing. Looking forward to the flight that we'll be able to observe uh, firsthand coming up uh, in August. Last year, you may recall, we were on the July charter flight, the middle of the war, and it was no celebration. I mean, it was a celebration, but it was a very toned-down celebration, you may recall, in Ben Gurion Airport in Israel. Tonight's going to be a, a full-blown celebration, thank God. Ten minutes before the hour, it's JM and the AM. Some have asked about the eulogy that my father delivered 21 years ago during the Shloshim observance for the Lubavitcher Rebbe. We're going to play that a week from today. It is an amazing piece. We'll do it a week from today. Oh, I meant to look up what happened in the Bungalow Baseball League. Hang on, everybody. Be patient. <laughs> Spent so much time last week talking about how the Lobos at 0-0 zero and zero were still in first place. May as well get to the... Um, Get to the action this week. Let's see what happened here. Mm-mm. So in the Atlantic Division, apparently, the Nine Pack and the Carpathians, is that what they're called? They came out winners yesterday. Um... According to the standings, at least. I can't figure out how this works. In the Baltic division, this is the one we follow very closely. The Lobos and the Moonrakers are in first place. Wow. The Lobos won 4-3. to three. The Moonrakers took a 10-8 to eight victory over Twinbridge. All right. Now we can't make fun of the Lobos. They actually won their opening game. In the Central division, the West Park Power and the Vacation Villagers are victorious. In the downtown division, Palms, Panthers, Mountain Food, Sliders, and Fallsview came out victorious. And finally, in the eastern division, oh, nobody played yesterday in the eastern division? It looks like nobody played yesterday in the eastern division. Or if they did, they didn't, uh, nobody, nobody posted the, uh, the current standings and the results. So there you have it. The, uh, the Lobos tied with the Moonrakers in the, Baltic division of the OBBL based on yesterday's results. By the way, I gotta give a big, big shout out to Naomi Nachman. She did a great show Friday morning from Gourmet Glot and Cedarhurst. Thank you, Gourmet Glot. Wonderful hosts as usual. And she did a great table for two. Uh, the video is available on our website, nachomsigl.com. So you can check it out. Uh, it was a lot of fun and really a great show. Some called it her best show ever and she's done a lot of good ones, so. Big shout-out to Naomi. Also, um, a, a shout-out to our good friend Yitzhak Saflis. It's rare that I ever acknowledge or highlight programming on other radio stations. <laughs> it's not it's not exactly a tradition in the world of radio. Uh, but Yitzhak Saflis has been such an amazing and incredible dear friend of JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Embarked on his uh, own radio show last night at WABC Radio, a business radio program that airs at 11 p.m., on uh, on 770 on Sunday night, 770 on the AM dial. So I just wanted to wish him the very best and and say Hatzlacharaba. He's been an, like I say, an amazing friend of ours and uh, never stops giving us a lot of credit for his uh, 
radio pursuits. I thank him for that and wish him the best of luck with that effort. Started last evening. I haven't heard it yet, but uh, hopefully I will at some point. Also want to welcome those who are tuned in on three different radio stations this morning, ranging from the Catskill region all the way down to New York, New Jersey. Thank you. We're going to be visiting Camp Hask tomorrow. We are getting we're getting ready for the big Hask visit tomorrow. It's an annual show that we love. That show will air between 6 and 9 a.m. on Wednesday. So make sure to be tuned in for that. The big Hask show takes place tomorrow. We'll air it Wednesday morning here at JM in the AM. And like I say, it's uh, going to be a lot of fun because it always is. The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten is coming up next. Make sure to like the Israel Show page on Facebook. Make sure to be tuned in on jmnam.org or the NSN app or any of the other methods that you could use to tune into our great radio programming. More coming up as we wrap things up, actually, with Cole Zimra at JM in the AM.
Great comments on our NSN app. One listener writes, um, The Yachad Yad Biyad trips have left for Israel. God bless all the participants with safe travels. We agree with that. A lot of great programs uh, heading to Israel or have already gone to Israel. I got regards from the Give NCSY Summer Give program. At spent Shabbos and Svat, they had an amazing time. Listener Aryeh says, I'm listening on the app from Fishkill, New York. All right, Aryeh, thank you. And one listener writes, during Operation Solomon in 1991, several Ethiopian Jewish babies were born on the plane. Yeah, but we're talking about the Nefesh Benefesh record for the youngest baby to be on their plane. That's number one. And secondly, if you're not born until until you're on the plane, is that considered making Aliyah? Because you weren't born yet when they boarded the plane. Anyway, the the real the real uh, point is that we were talking about the Nefesh Benefesh record. For youngest Oleh. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmdm.org. Wraps up an amazing, and I mean amazing, Monday here at JMNAM. The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten is next. Make sure to be tuned in at jmnam.org or the NSN app. The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten is next, and it's a good one. It's always a good one. So make sure to be tuned in. And uh, tomorrow we are here between 6 and 9 before we head up to Camp Hask, so make sure you're listening in. Yankee Meyer of Misaskin might join us tomorrow morning. If he's able to clear his schedule, he'll join us tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM, and we'll have more Brooklyn Cyclone tickets as well for Jewish Heritage Day. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.